Thank you, Joyce. Good morning, everyone. My name is Susan, and I'd like to welcome you to Unity Center for Positive Living. This morning, our daily word is forgive. The affirmation is, I begin my journey of forgiveness. Unforgiveness is a heavy bag of rocks I carry on my shoulders. When I drop the bag and begin to set the rocks aside one by one, I embark upon a healing journey. God is with and within me on this journey as my constant support and strength. When forgiveness feels difficult, I need only return my attention to spirit's constant loving and accepting presence within me. Reestablishing my conscious contact brings warm and welcoming acceptance. It is an important step in the unburdening process of forgiveness. I forgive others as well as myself, knowing each act of forgiveness increases my freedom to live a happy and fulfilling life. And from Colossians 3:13, bear with one another. And if anything, if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And we will open with our song, Surely the Presence, accompanied by Joyce. say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And our welcoming song this morning is Tis the Gift to be Simple. It's on page 338 if you are looking at the hymnal. Thank you. 
Thank you, Joyce. And now it's time to greet your neighbor. So if you are on Zoom, you could um, go to gallery view so you can see everybody and give them a greeting. It's nice to see you all. And this morning, our announcements are that today, being the fourth Sunday, it is um, Grandfather Roy Wilson's Medicine Wheel Teaching at 2 o'clock at Bear Raven with a potluck to follow. And today at 3 o'clock from 3 to 4.30 is Circle America. And if um, you aren't already signed up for that. All that information is in the email that you received this week from Irene. And is anyone aware of any other announcements? Okay, well then we'll consider ourselves announced. And next, if you would join me in the unity statement, please, we will say that together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is, I am so happy. It's on the screen and on page dare anyone to not be happy after that. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. This morning, our reading will be given by Hallie. The reading that I picked today to read is from a Unity booklet. And the booklet is called You Are Enough. And the reading that I picked is actually a song that Karen Drucker and Karen Taylor Good wrote. So I'm gonna read the words to that. But before that, I decided I would read what Karen Drucker 
wrote about that led up to this song, because I think then it makes a lot more sense. It's called The Gift of You. How often have I limited my thoughts and manifestation abilities with the idea that, well, I never win. Oh, it always goes to someone else. I'm not as good as so-and-so. Or in my personal life, I'm not worthy or talented enough or whatever, just fill in the blank. Growing up as a competitive swimmer, this is Karen talking, it always felt like, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble seeing with the light here. Growing up in a, as a competitive swimmer, it always felt like my issue was that I would hardly ever win. I always seemed to be on the other blocks, but not on top in first place. During the Positive Music Awards in February, I taught a workshop about looking at the thoughts we think and how they affect us, specifically the concept that anything we say after I am is what we invite into our lives. Saying negativisms like, oh, I am not good at that, or I'm not smart, or I am not worthy, plants that seed in our fertile mental soil, and we water it unconsciously every time we say it. A while back, I was having a writing session with the highly talented singer-songwriter Karen Taylor Good. We went back and forth with ideas of what to write about, and we both shared what was happening in our personal lives. After complaining about getting older, and how everything seemed to be sagging and dropping, we both realized we wanted to stop whining and start declaring our beauty and our worth. And from that came the idea of saying, when we look in the mirror, I am a gift. And this is the song that was born. I am a gift. No matter what age, no matter how I look, there's beauty in each stage. I am a gift, and I promise every day when I look in the mirror, I'll say, I am a gift. I am a gift. I've loved really well, and every year I've lived has a different tale to tell. I've made mistakes, have some regrets, but I promise I'll never forget that I am a gift. There may be times when I forget the truth about me, when it seems time and youth are just marching on without me. That's when I might need you to find me and ever so gently remind me that I am a gift, a precious child. I'm put here on this earth, but only for a while. So I make the vow and say it with love. I am perfect and whole and enough, and I am a gift. And I want to say to all of you that you all are a gift. You're a gift to yourself, and you're a gift to each other each and every day. So I thank you for being here and showing up and giving of yourself to each other. Thank you, Hallie. Welcome. 
And this morning, our meditation song is May the Blessing of God Rest Upon You. And Joyce will um, accompany us in that right now. Thank you, Joyce. What a great song. And Johnny, what a lovely image. And now, if you would join us in the affirmations, we will say these together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And <clears throat> it is time for our progressive Lord's Prayer followed by the Alleluia. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am. Amen.
Thank you, Joyce. Well, it is Gratitude Sunday. It's the fourth Sunday of the month, and our speaker is Eileen Selick, and she's going to continue with her series about gratitude. So Eileen, welcome. Clicked the buttons. All right. So I'm going to assume you can hear me. And I'm going to explain that we are experiencing a significant video lag here at the church this morning. So I am going to do my best to speak to you and you will watch the frozen images of me upon your screen. At least that's what it shows up like here. All right. So we are talking gratitude. It is Gratitude Sunday and we're going to start with Grace by James Dillett Freeman. Though God, God only can create, I till and weed and then I wait, and in the thicket of my thought bloom flowers that I never wrought. I stand in wonder and behold beauty I never sowed unfold. Visions of faith, insights of life, truths that I had no forethought of. Somehow there is in me yet more than I myself might settle for. A faith that brings perfection out past my own powers, I have no doubt. One day, all unexpectedly, the rose of Christ shall bloom in me. So we're gonna be talking about grace um, today. So our fabulous book, Living with Gratitude, by Angelis Arian that we have been taking a look at each month this year. And there are still a couple of copies here in the sanctuary. Um, so it starts out talking about how the first day of May is the celebration of Beltane. Okay, anybody familiar with Beltane? Ooh, it's a pagan festival that has to do with spring. It's an expression of gratitude. That's where the maypole dance comes from with the people all dancing around with the ribbons. It's part of this festival of Beltane. And it is um, in honor of our goddess Maya, who May is named for. All right. So that is taking a look a little bit at May. So the month of May continues the spring season. And this time, when things in nature bloom and they grow. So last month, I asked um, you to continue in your spiritual practices of Lent by recognizing the rebirth around you throughout the whole spring season. Anybody continuing to recognize those rebirths out there? Maybe, maybe. All right, I see some nods over here in Zoom land, awesome. Um, because you're actually in time with my voice. This is fun. All right. So um, I have continued on my property that I went on and on about last month, and you know, that still brings me to tears when I stand there amongst my trees. And in the last month, I have continued to see and notice all of the beauty of spring in the newness of the fabulous bright green on the ends of the fir boughs and the little robins that. I can't quite fly yet. And so they hide in the branches of the trees in the brushery along the ground. And all of the fabulous flowers of the multitude of edible 
perhaps not tasty things that I am discovering that exist on my property and are growing. So I have continued um, recognizing this rebirth of the earth and in it taking that time to reconnect with my own spiritual center in some quiet time out amongst it. And it's been pretty great. So my daily observances, which are really like a daily ride on my quad that goes out around my paths and looks for the owls to fly out of the trees so I can try and identify them or looking for new flowers and new green things. Um, and then I turn it off so that I can sit and listen to it all because the quad is really noisy. So I'm observing this spring season and it brings me solace, it brings me joy and it brings me peace on a daily basis. And I'm really enjoying that. I feel that I am truly in God's grace as I am out there. So in Christianity, we hear a lot about God's grace. Um, not really sure what it means. I've struggled with that because you read it and there are a few different contexts that you find it in. So what is it that we are really meaning when we talk about grace? So we start with Merriam-Webster because I like me some good references and Webster's Dictionary seems to be a good solid one. It's always served me well throughout my life. So I started there and there were no less than eight different definitions listed with Merriam-Webster. And we start with the first few. We have unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. So that's the first one that we're probably most familiar with. Goes on with a virtue coming from God. A state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance, approval, favor, mercy or pardon, a special favor or privilege, disposition to or an act or instance of kindness, courtesy, and clemency, and a temporary exemption or reprieve. There were more, but I stopped there. All right, so now what does that actually mean? So I found a couple of different explanations. And so I started with some traditional Christian belief on this word mercy. And I found, um, actually, I think I could really dig this guy. His name is Pastor John. And it's actually, let's see, Pastor John Piper. And he has a website, um, Design, Desire in Desiring God, that's what it is, desiringgod.org. And he seems to have a podcast there where he answers questions that people send him. And so he had a particular one where a woman had written in asking about the meaning of grace. And she mentioned a couple of Bible verses and she says, I understand it in this context, but I can't take that same understanding and apply it to these other verses because it doesn't make sense then. Okay. So he dug into it. So Pastor John very excitedly talks about his process of determining the meaning of the word and other words that you might have questions about. And so for him, you get out your Bible and you get out your concordance. And I totally dig this. You look up every reference to that word that shows up in the Bible. Ooh, and you read through them and you try to come up with what it means. So he says, Look at all the Bible has to say, and then do your best to see how it all fits together, all the while being humble and submitting your mind to what the Bible teaches. You are always bracketing your preconceptions and trying to build your conceptions out of all the pieces of the Bible. It's like a puzzle where you're trying to put the pieces 
of the picture together with all the pieces present. And you know, because it's God's word, that these pieces are going to fit. All right. So he's like, you take all those pieces and you read through them and you start coming up with a meaning. And I'm like, I like this kind of Bible interpretation where I get to read through it in context and figure out what that really means for me. All right. So for the word grace, Pastor John identified that there are 131 uses of grace in the English Standard Version of the Bible. 124 of those are in the New Testament and 86 of which are from the Apostle Paul. I was not aware of this, but apparently Paul is referred to as the Apostle of Grace. And doesn't that make sense when you realize that two thirds of every use of the word grace in the Bible is coming from the Apostle Paul? Okay, so we have the Apostle Paul. So the first explanation of the word grace that Pastor John gives us after reading through all of these references to the word grace is he says it is an undeserved favor. This is the most common understanding of the word. And note, this is in line with the first line of the definition of Merriam-Webster, which again was, let's go back unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification, all right? So we're having that undeserving um, favor. Pastor John goes on to share how he now thinks of grace. So when you take all of those pieces of grace and you put them all together and you dissect them and you try to figure out what the meaning of grace is, this is what he comes up with. Well, it appears that the word grace in Paul's use not only refers to God's character trait or disposition or inclination to treat people better than we deserve, but the word grace also refers to the action or the power or the influence or the force of this disposition, which produces real practical outcomes in people's lives, like being sufficient for good deeds or enduring the thorn in the flesh or working harder than everybody else, which Paul says about his own apostolic work. Now we must also explore grace as presented from the unity viewpoint. Here's where we get good. All right, so from the unity viewpoint, and in order to do that, we go to my favorite um, Richard and Mary Alice Jafala. And it states in their fabulous work, uh, ooh, now it slipped my brain. It's the one that I like so much. There we go. Thank you. The quest. All right. So when we take a look at the quest, it says, in a nutshell, grace is God's goodness given to you in greater portion than you give of yourself to God. It doesn't say anything about being undeserving because that's probably my biggest issue with some of the traditional Christian beliefs is that we're undeserving of the good that comes to us. It is my true and deep belief that I am deserving of all of the good that there is to be had as well as each and every one of us is. So no matter how far you reach to find God, God will reach further. No matter what you may do to connect with God, God will automatically do more. I dig it. This works for me. There was some discussion of a perpetual flow. So Mary Alice and Richard, they had gone into a couple of different uh, scenarios. The first one was they discussed um, the prodigal son and how he did not have to go all the way to his father's 
return all the way to his father's on his own. His father saw him in the distance and met him along the road. So he did not have to go the whole distance alone. The father was there. All right. So this was the first thing they had. And then they talked about the perpetual flow. And I really enjoyed this perpetual flow, this idea of a river. So if we think of grace as a river and we are rowing a boat downstream, we are going with the current. The current that pushes us along faster than we can row in the un, is the unearned gifts. Okay. So we're earning with our rowing but the river's already flowing. So that movement is unearned. Now we can help it out. We can row along in the right direction and we're going to reach our goal faster, but we could get there just by pointing ourselves in the right direction and allowing the flow of the river, the grace, that gift from God to help us along the way. The flow of the creative process of the universe is always in motion. All we have to do is head ourselves in its direction, dip our oars in the water, so to speak, and we are instantly caught up in the flow of God's grace. Now we're going to get back to our lovely book. Now that I've kind of dug into some of those meanings of grace, we go back to our fabulous book and Arian points out that gratitude and grace share the same root from the Latin grata or gratia, which is a given gift. They are linked in that the experience of grace evokes the expression of gratitude. Now, this might just be because grace is a gift. Whether you are showing grace toward another or experiencing grace from others, that grace is a gift freely given. Another connection between grace and gratitude is in the saying of grace. And I had never really thought about it because as a child, it was just something we did automatically. But when you say grace over a meal, you're giving thanks, right? So that grace and that gratitude are connected in that giving thanks for that which is sustaining you. In our text, Arian gives us yet another definition or explanation of the meaning of grace. It is a transcendent experience of unity, peacefulness, and complete trust that brings us back to our common humanity. So when we're saying that you are giving grace or you are receiving grace, my principal has said it a lot this year, give yourself some grace. You need, you know, it's okay. We're in a pandemic. Things are hard. Give yourself some grace. And that is part of that bringing us back to our common humanity. The main benefit of gratitude practice. So this month, the, the specific ooh, benefits of gratitude that are pointed out this month are people who describe themselves as either religious or spiritual are more likely to be grateful than those who describe themselves as neither. A Gallup survey reported that 54% of adults and 37% of teens said they expressed thanks to God or creator all of the time. Two thirds of those surveyed said they expressed gratitude to God by saying grace before meals. And three out of four reported expressing thanks to God through worship or prayer. 
There is a fundamental spiritual quality to gratitude that transcends religious traditions. Gratitude is a universal human experience that can seem to be either a random occurrence of grace or a chosen attitude to create a better experience of life. In many ways, it contains elements of both. Grateful people sense that they are not separated from others or from God. This recognition of unity with all things brings a deep sense of gratefulness, whether we are religious or not. We have some practices to consider for this month. So remember each Gratitude Sunday, as Susan called it, um, has some practices that are suggested. And you're asked to choose a couple to kind of help you in your gratitude practice over the coming weeks. So let's see, I've got four of them that I selected to share with you. If you wanted to see all of them, go to your fabulous copy. And as I said, there are two more available on the back counter. All right, so I've chosen four of them. Over the next few weeks, track and give gratitude for the places of grace and peace in your life and within your own nature what is awakening, growing, and increasing in your life. So back to that fabulous experience of spring and renewal. Spend at least a half hour in silent meditation every day to deeply listen to the center of your being as it will not fail you. Number three would be to write a poem, prayer, or story about when grace and gratitude together presented themselves to you in a life experience. And my fourth one I invite you to possibly check out would be to create a gratitude study group that meets monthly to discuss gratitude with others. Kind of like we do on our gratitude Sundays. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, those are your benefits of practice and your suggested practices and a little bit of a dive into grace. And now, yes, ma'am. Postpone my restart. Oh, that would be back there on that one. Can, can somebody go back there and push the postpone the restart on that one? Thank you, darling. So sorry, technical things. And we'll let her get back to her seat before we head into some meditation. And ladies and gentlemen, join me in a meditation for breathing in grace. And this is from a website called Breathing in Grace. So take a deep breath, feel your body. And another deep breath, feel the breath flowing through your body. Take a long, slow, deep, breath. Imagine a gentle, luminous glow traversing through you as the oxygen reaches every last cell. From the top of your head to the tip of your toes, imagine this glow of light begin to travel through the soles of your feet, relaxing your calves, knees, and thighs, 
lower abdomen and back. Moving slowly, gently up, reaching your belly, your chest, mid and upper back, softening your shoulders and flowing down your arms, reaching your fingers up back through your neck and sending soothing sensations through your scalp, relaxing the tiny muscles in your face and loosening your jaw. Only a profound sense of peace remains and a soft grin on your lips. Take a deep breath, feel and savor the silence. Notice there was nothing you had to do to receive, to be worthy of this breath of life peace, and grace. I invite you, you've arrived back to yourself, to your inner being. Take one more deep breath, experience delight in the inner stillness. Grace, a word that encompasses a universe. Grace is the weightless state of being I encounter when I remember that I am a divine expression of life and I am worthy. Grace is the profound internal peace I can trust when my thoughts deceive me. Grace is grounding. Grace is how I cradle and rock myself as I would my inner child. Grace is gentle love. Grace is the song of my soul when I remember that life is a dance. Grace is beauty. Grace, nothing to do, just be. Abandon all other beliefs except for the truth to which you belong. You belong to grace. Welcome to yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Grace and gratitude, a winning combination. Thank you so much. It's now time for our offering. We want to thank people who have donated to Unity by Mail, and we continue to appreciate any checks that come to the church at 800 South Pearl Street in Centralia, 98531. You can also donate on our website at unityofcentralia.net. There is a donation button right on the very front page. And also, we want to thank everyone who donates of their time and talent as well as their treasure. So let us um, say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
blessing of thanks. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And it's time for our healing prayer. If you'd like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, just speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. Um, this morning, um, Joyce's friend, Patty, who is having um, surgery on fractures of her leg and hip would certainly appreciate our prayers. And um, I would ask for prayers for my grandson, Sandy. And if there are any of the rest of you who have a prayer request, please just um, unmute and speak up or they're in the church. I can't see you, but share that with us, please. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And <clears throat> together we will say our prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And <clears throat> for those of you in the church who can reach out and um, grab each other, make that circle. For those of us who are coming together virtually, we will make our imaginary circle and we're going to sing the peace song.
Thank you so much, Joyce, and thank you, Eileen, for your talk on grace and gratitude. That was amazing. Johnny, thank you for the slides. Hallie, thank you for your reading. Um, and thank you all for being here. Next week, we are going to be hearing from Reverend John Wingfield. It's the fifth Sunday. We also are having. Um, so we're. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> way slow. We also are having um, some musicians who haven't been with us for years. Um, they are Becky and Matt, who are coming down from the Seattle area. And uh, you won't want to miss them. We're going to have a reading from Jerry Kaya. So you don't want to miss that either. So please um, come join us. And it looks like we can greet um, John and Kate today. Hello.